You're listening to the Not Another Wrestling Podcast. Alright, let's get to it. Welcome to another edition of the Not Another Wrestling Podcast. CJ Palmasano here, your host, and I'm being joined by my old family friend, my old buddy Sandy. Uh, my apologies, Sandy, you were supposed to be on a few weeks ago, but you're here now. I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> we had technical difficulties. Me and Sandy recorded a whole episode uh, prior to this one, but this time I assure you there will be no technical difficulties and you will all hear his wonderful voice and his wonderful stories and his opinions on wrestling um uh fun fact that sandy's known me literally since i was a baby he's he's a person on this podcast who's known me the longest out of anybody Uh, yeah man i've known you for i've known you for your entire life i mean i used to I used to babysit you, and I, I, you, both you and your sister. I've known you guys since you were mm-hmm. babies, and it's 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 good that we kept in touch and all that. So, yeah, we bumped into each other a few years ago. SmackDown was in uh, the Rock in Newark, um, 2017. AJ was champion. Thank you, shooting with Ambrose at the time. We met up with you and your brother just before the show. We talked a little bit after the show too. And that was a fun, that was a fun yeah. time catching up there. That was good, man. It was it was a lot of fun, honestly. Although I miss go- I really miss going to live events. I was actually supposed to go to the AEW Blood and Guts event. So was I. Me and my buddies were oh. supposed to go, and we just. I remember I was texting with my um my I call him my occasional co-host Sean. Um, he can't come on this podcast as much as he'd like to be because he worked for Sirius XM. Uh, but I'm texting with him like when the pandemic's going on, and he's like, "Hey, what's the chances that you think the show's gonna?" still happen i'm like i think it's a pretty good shot and at this point like the nba is shutting down murphy's banning all live events and then like after we saw that a few hours later maybe like the, or maybe like the next day AEW announced that the rochester show and the newark show was both canceled so fi- fingers crossed september 15th hopefully we can get some kind of normal or normal, preferably normal by then, but we'll have to wait and see. Anyway, no more talking about the horrible things of the pandemic. We're going to talk about pro wrestling. And last night, we can confirm and say that the forbidden door has finally been opened. Last night at the main event, last segment of AEW Dynamite, Kenta appeared hit John Moxley with the GTS and all hell just just wrestling internet the wrestling community and on the internet just went buck fucking wild what was your reaction last night to seeing Kenta on Dynamite Sandy I'm open to saying that he wants to face John Moxley for the IWGP United States title now of course Kenta uh, has that briefcase with a guaranteed shot. And of course, because of the pandemic and all that stuff, it's been very, you know, hard to do that. Now, I know New Japan has their New Japan Strong, which is like their 
little mini promotion that they have that they do the tapings in LA. And I know sometimes AEW doesn't want um, their wrestlers to show up at other promotions in the United States, but I guess through negotiations and stuff like that, they work something out. And of course, those those two, John Moxley and Kenta, will be going at it for the IWGP United States title coming up, I think, later this month for a New Japan Strong event. But the fact that he showed up on AEW basically just rocked the world. And it seems like AEW is really, you know, doing what they can to shake things up. I mean, they got guys from Impact Wrestling uh, showing up on AEW. AEW showing up on Impact Wrestling and stuff like that. But the fact that Kenta and John Moxley, I mean, the fact that Kenta, and I love the fact I'm saying Kenta because honestly, when he was in WWE as uh, Hideo Itami, in the beginning it was good, but then it just died out. And I love the fact that he went back to the Kenta. I love that he's a part of Bullet Club. But that was just, oh my God. I, it, it was crazy. It was crazy. I marked out when I saw Kenta on AEW. I'm like, holy crap. I did too. I wanted to scream, but it was almost 10 o'clock and I didn't want to wake any neighbors that I had in my apartment building. But I was like, holy fuck, Kenta. I was going nuts. So, yeah, this I mean, is, this it's, is it's crazy. And then, oh, it's almost I mean, like AEW's kind of having like a, a Bullet Club reunion almost. Almost. I mean, this is something that we as fans have speculated probably since the beginning of uh, of AEW of like there were rumors about a New Japan partnership. Um, Brian Alvarez and Dave Meltzer were talking about this. I'm going to paraphrase them because I can't remember everything they said, but I had heard the, uh, from the Wrestle Talk podcast that they said that uh, that at first New Japan kind of was kind of big leaguing uh, AEW. They didn't really think they'd be much of anything. They didn't really want to do any business. They didn't want to do any partnerships or any kind of with AEW. Um, the thing that kind of made this go faster was one the uh how well they've been doing and apparently the pandemic as well because there's a reason why they didn't want to strip moxley of the u.s titles because they wanted to keep the title on him and bring in viewership for when he's around um but apparently with the success of aew and how well they've been doing it sped up the process of uh of new japan working with AEW. Now, Kenta lives in Orlando, and on Twitter, like two or three days before Dynamite, he goes, hmm, how long is it from Jacksonville, uh, from Orlando to Jacksonville? And Kenta is a bit of a tease on Twitter as well. But, I mean, he did kind of warn us. He showed up, and I mean, honestly, we didn't think he would. I mean, he's wearing a Bullet Club shirt and everything. After the match, there was an exclusive video to Twitter and YouTube that apparently... Uh, Kenny Omega challenged Archer and and Moxley to a tag match, lights out tag match, uh, meaning no disqualification, with uh, him and uh, Kenta against Moxley and Archer, like I said. Uh, Kenta pretty much said that I'm not your friend and I only came out there. I didn't come out here to help you. I came out there because I want the IWGP US Championship. But the match has been booked and John Moxley is referred to as the IWGP Heavyweight Champion. So That's insane. It is. So going forward, we could be seeing I mean we could we will be seeing more new Japan guys come into AEW. I mean, we already have part a partnership with Impact Wrestling. We see 
Doc Gallows and Carl Anderson on Impact just about um well yes Impact because that's their home promotion but AEW every week um Private Party are going to be challenging for the Impact Tag Team titles at the next coming Impact pay per view. It leads me to ask this question to you, Sandy. Out of all the potential dream matches that we could get, what are some that you absolutely want to see in an AEW versus New Japan dream match scenario? Well, let me see, because... I mean, because you want to think about it, like, okay, Omega came from Japan. Moxley came from Japan. The Bucks came from Japan. Uh... I would probably want to see. Oh man, that's a good question. Um, I would want to see Jungle Boy versus um, Jungle Boy versus uh, El Fantasma. That'd be really good. That'd be really good. I, I've I've got a bunch in my head. I mean, one in particular is Minoru Suzuki versus Orange Cassidy, which we were supposed to get WrestleMania weekend at a indie show in Tampa. We never got it. Um, a few of them we've kind of seen before in different promotions um, or in New Japan already. Um, one in particular being uh, Kota Ibushi versus Kenny Omega. Uh, this is another thing leading to what Dave Meltzer said. Like they could possibly do like an Okada Omega or Ibushi uh, Ibushi Omega in Madison Square Garden or even uh, a stadium like the Jacksonville Jaguars play. And it could be the biggest, it it would be like the biggest non-WWE buy rate of a pay-per-view since WCW. In particular, I would love to see those two because Ibushi and Omega, we never got to see that blow-off match in New Japan. Um... We saw it in the G1 when Kenny was champion, and we and there's that amazing DDT match they had however many years ago, and that could possibly, like Meltzer said, that could possibly happen in Madison Square Garden when things kind of go back to normal. It could happen in uh, the Tokyo Dome, um, but a few others I would just personally love to see. I would love to see, I just had it in my head here, um, you could do Jay White and Omega. You could do, I mean, you know, Bullet Club, the current Bullet Club leader against, you know, as Tomatonga would say, the uh, bootleg club leader. Um, There was another really good one I had in my head, and I'm forgetting. Jay White, honestly, Jay White is, oh, my God, he is such a prospect right now. And I know there was the rumors like, oh, Jay White's contract with New Japan ended. That was all just... A work as a storyline, but can you imagine? Yeah, can you imagine honestly if Jay White either did get signed with AEW or even got signed to the NXT, but the UK brand? Can you imagine that? I could honestly no, because after his and I still haven't gotten a chance to watch the matches I've won from Wrestle Kingdom. From but from what I've heard from the feedback of the Ibushi Jay White match, Jay White's stock just raised ex- exponentially. And to where some people are saying it's Jay White's best match that he's ever had. Not only just in New Japan, but in his career in general. Um, but the thing with this whole partnership is... Honestly, I agree with you. It's it's Jay White's, ma- Jay White's match with Obushi. Like, I got to see a little bit of it. And honestly, it's, I, just re- I honestly wish WWE could just do some research on the quality of the matches that 
these companies are having where it seems like, well, we'll get to that later on. I'll give you my two cents on that one. But it just seems like all these other promotions are giving what the fans want. I mean, like, do you remember, like, okay, like, back in the day, like, ECW. Like, actually, earlier today, I was watching on, e- on the network, I was watching ECW. I was watching a great classic match, Chris Candido versus Lance Thorne. Amazing match. But I think, you know, but no, continue. I'm sorry. I just had to. <laughs> no, nah, it's okay. That's okay. Um, that's the thing. With this whole now forbidden door being open, we mentioned it's not only New Japan that's working AEW, but it's Impact, uh, MLW, because I believe Brian Pillman Jr. came from there. Um, you know, we've also got guys from, and I'm forgetting, there's like one other promotion that I'm completely forgetting. Um, but the the fact of the matter is there are other companies that are working with AEW and they're all working together. And this is kind of what the old school territory days was, is that different promotions worked with each other. You know, they'd send the different baby faces or heels to their promotions to get the best show possible. I mean, they did that with Flair back in the day when he was the, you know, the most hated wrestler in the world. People want paid so much money just so they can see the top baby face in that promotion to do well. And, and that's just what they did. You know, even if they lost, they still got over in defeat because they made their top guy look so good. And that's kind of a, of a, of a return of what we're seeing right now. We're seeing guys and girls from impact and new Japan and MLW and all these places come and work with AEW. And that's kind of what wrestling should be. You, you go, I think back to the promo that, Cody cut at the end of All In with the Bucks and Kenny and everybody. He said, no entity owns pro wrestling. We own pro wrestling, meaning us, the wrestlers and the fans. We own pro wrestling. Pro wrestling is for us. And that's something they are bringing back is that wrestling should be wrestling. It shouldn't be. It shouldn't be, oh, wrestling is this and you should be this, this and that. Wrestling can be whatever we want it to be. It can be whatever we want it to be as fans as wrestlers there's different tastes as far as it goes but i think ultimately this is great for all of us the fans but yeah w- go ahead no, no i i just, just want to say like i agree with you AEW is basically kind of like almost bringing back like how wrestling was back in the days when you know rick flair with the nwa shape there was like the territories and mm-hmm. stuff like that i love that AEW is bringing back the tradition in wrestling with a little bit of twist here and there, but they're bringing back like the tradition where you're not seeing the same thing over and over recycled. No, you're not. And we discussed, uh, on the previous episode that unfortunately didn't, uh, um, unfortunately air, uh, what, you know, we said like, you know, who we think is going to basically be challenging, uh, the Bucks for the tag titles, and what did I say? I said Jericho MJF. and MJF. And I think so too. And they won the Battle Royal last night. We got our number one they contenders. Won the Battle Royal last night, and then yeah, AEW Revolution is going to be the Bucks versus Jericho and MJF. Now watching. Now, an- oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Now another thing that I was going to say is something that I think W. I think at uh, W. AEW is doing for a not only rating boosters, but unfortunately because they were trying to, because you mentioned before about like the NBA something like that there might be like a possible All Star game is on 
on broadcast cable television, Shaq Attack is going to enter an AEW ring. I just full disclosure, I'm not excited about that at all. Just me personally, I'm sure it could be fun. Truthfully, I, mean, I don't know exactly because I heard Shaq has some injuries and he's you know can't move like he used to. But then you know, excuse me, and then. Well, I mean, they showed the clip of him, you know, saying he's going to get in the wrestling ring and his colleagues on TNT are just kind of like the lap out snickering. I don't know what you're going to do. And they have like these plexiglass things. And then Shaq just gets up to one of them and is about to hit him and or hit a move on him. And they're getting scared where I'm just like a producer's probably going in the headset like Shaq, Shaq, sit down, Shaq, sit down. Those those <laughs> those plexiglasses are there for a reason. You know, COVID pandemic. Um, yeah. I don't know. It, it could be fun. Uh, I, I'm one thing I am glad about this, this. This is happening on Dynamite rather than Revolution, because TNT is you know they have the whole thing with, with the basketball and sports broadcasting and Dynamite. This is more something TNT can uh, benefit from rather than putting it on pay per view. Like you, you know, it's it's to draw a potential potentially new fans or lapsed fans, I guess. It's just, it's just interesting. I'm like, okay, like, honestly, I mean, I know a while ago Shaq was on, uh, what's it called? I think he made, like, the greatest Royal Rumble. He made an appearance and stuff like that. Did he? Uh, but, I don't remember. Yeah. It's, it, it, I think it was, one of the, it was one of the Royal Rumble matches. Wait, it was, Ma- it was Mania. It was Mania. It was Mania 32. Giant. Yeah, it that's Mania. it. Yeah. But we'll see how that goes. But, no, like, but Kenta, and, of course, you mentioned before, like, Moxley. What's interesting is you mentioned before – they now refer Moxley as the IWGP United States Champion, but I don't know if any—I don't know if a lot of people know. It, it was Wrestle Kingdom last year, not this past year that just happened. Last 2020, Moxley and Archer competed for the U.S. title yes, in a they Texas did. Death Match at Wrestle Kingdom. Yes, so the they fact did. That they're now teaming up. Is like, okay, you can call back truthfully, to that history. Yeah. Truthfully, I, if I was AEW with their partnership with Impact and all that stuff, I would do this. You know, Kenta's basically a contender for um, Moxley's U.S. title. Now, of course, Moxley wants his rematch with Omega. What I would do is I would snag somebody from Impact, like Rich Swan or, uh, yeah, Rich Swan or somebody like basically like yeah, no, Rich Swan or Chris Saban, and have him team with Moxley to kind of further the storyline because basically Omega's, you know, showing up in Impact Wrestling with the Good Brothers and stuff like that. And uh, there's rumors that they might actually have Omega versus Rich Swan for the Impact title. I think it's only a matter of time before Kenny Omega takes the Impact title from Rich Swan, considering he has this new belt collector gimmick. I mean, he's going to try and go after every major title there is in all the promotion, and which I just remembered uh, another promotion that they're working with is AAA. AAA is another champion uh, promotion they're working for, which Omega is the champion of. He's a AAA champion. He's the AEW world champion. He's going to go after the, the Impact Championship at some point, which I'm sure he'll cap it all off with the IWGP Heavyweight Championship, uh, hopefully with Ibushi still being the champion around that time. But I like that idea. I mean, I, we see we do see Omega sometimes on Impact TV. Um, you know, why not get you know uh, John Moxley in there, or we could get Lance Archer in there and Impact. You know, send some other guys over, and 
what how I think about this is kind of like what's going on with wrestling is all the stuff that like if you're a fan of like the Marvel movies, like the MCU movies or or even the stuff with with uh, with Star Wars going on with the Mandalorian and all that, it's kind of tying all these other things together and all these other promotions and wrestlers and this history and it's building to something, you know, it's building to like an Avengers Endgame or Infinity War level type of pay-per-view. You know, I mean, I know a while ago they they um they trademarked the the title battle battle for the belts or battle of the belts. So we must be getting an impact uh versus AEW pay-per-view at some point, I would think. Or even or just like um AEW's going to have a, a pay-per-view where all the belts are on the line. You mentioned excuse me, you too. mentioned AAA. You mentioned AAA. AAA also has a a a deal with MLW. Yes, that's Major too. League Wrestling. And also, I think AEW also has a deal with like other promotions like um, FSW, Future Stars of Wrestling, because that's basically mm-hmm. where Brian Cage got his start, Chris Bay, and all them. But you mentioned AAA, and uh, you th- you were talking about like Marvel and all that. I don't know. Did, uh, did you take a look, or did you take a look online, or something? Like, take a clip at the AAA, basically their triple, triple Mania, which is their WrestleMania event. They actually debuted because there's a there's going to be a promotion called Marvel Lucha Libre, which is basically luchadors as the Marvel characters. Now, of course, there are Funko Pops coming out, and at the AAA event, they had a couple of the wrestlers compete in like a multi-man match, and it's 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 amazing. You you mentioned about the Marvel, that's what kind of like got me thinking, like oh yo, there's a Marvel Lucha Libre, which I that is true. I told my fiance, I was like, babe, I got to get these uh, Luchador Funko Pops. She goes, and where the hell are we going to put them? <laughs> I was like, I'll, I'll find space. Yeah, I try and do the same thing. I haven't bought Funko Pops in forever because, you know, it drains my wallet and it, you know, little to no space. But anyway, yeah, I mean, I know yeah, about that. You mentioned, but- yeah, you mentioned, you mentioned you haven't gotten it. I honestly had to put a halt on it because uh, on January 7th, uh, my fiance and I, we welcomed our, our firstborn. We had a baby boy. And beautiful thank boy. You. So I had to kind of halt on it, but then I'm like, but 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 these collections will take will get him through college. <laughs> yeah, sell the ones that'll make some good money, right? All right, but that was just you know. But no, yeah, no, like <laughs> AEW is basically building relationships with, of course, New Japan with AAA with all these other promotions, and same thing with um, same thing with the like, Impact. I mean, they have uh, a lot of deals with a lot of uh you know, independent promotions and stuff like that. And it's just, it's, it's amazing. And honestly, um, did you watch AEW dark? I am not caught up with dark. I was going to watch some of dark when we were done with this. I mean, okay. So AEW dark, honestly, I love it. I mean, it's, it's long because they have so many different matches. Well, that's because Tony Khan, like he wants every wrestler that's there, like the indie guys to get a payday. That's why dark is so long. So what I like about it, and again, this is like I think the third or fourth week or in a row or something like that. Um, my buddy Casey Navarro, um, he called he calls himself the Blessed One, Casey Navarro. Uh, shout out to him if he if he hears this. He What's was up? wrestling on AEW Dark. What's up, Casey? What's you want to come on the pod? No, I'm just giving, saying hello to him. You want to come on the <laughs> want to come on the pod? I mean, yeah, honestly, if Casey Navarro wants to be on the pod, you know, we could probably 
get him on there. But he was wrestling on AEW Bark and AEW Dark, not Bark. And he was always in tag team matches. This past Tuesday, he was in a one-on-one match against Ray Phoenix. Oh, I got to check that out. I got to check that out because I saw Danny Limelight's match with Ray Phoenix, and uh, that was incredible. Uh, Limelight was... uh, uh, he he's been I've caught some of his stuff on on AEW Dark and it's gotten him a contract I believe because he was in a he was in a six man against uh, the Elite and I can't remember who his tag partners were I think they were Pillman Jr. and Griff Garrison but uh, continue go ahead it's just unbelievable like the fact that you know Casey Navarro somebody who I somebody who I know somebody who I've got to got to know on a on a personal level and. Uh, dared a, a ring with or have been in events with and seeing him basically he, he's been all the place he, he's made appearances in impact wrestling he was in that super x cup he's made a bunch of appearances on AEW, and i've literally started a hashtag hashtag sign case sign casey navarro or sign navarro sign casey navarro because if AEW has to sign this guy, like he's just he's he's a he's a prodigy. He's got grit, and, and of course he's I think like he's been just a, a great wrestler in general. And the fact seeing him in the ring with a triple A AAA icon like Ray Phoenix, and he's he's been showcasing. It's been great. I mean, Phoenix so. is one of the best wrestlers in the world. Definitely one of the best in the in the lucha yeah. libre uh, style. Um, let me ask you something. What do you, what are your thoughts about Jungle Boy getting this 80s, uh, 80s song by uh, Baltimore called Tarzan Boy? You know, I when I heard about it, I'm just like, I don't know what that song is. I, but this is when I heard about the, the Tony Khan acquired the rights, and I hadn't heard the song. And then when I hear him come down to the ring, I'm like, oh, wait, I've heard this before. And I'm like, the, one thing I'm really excited about when fans come back is when um, AEW comes around and Jungle Boy comes to the ring. That is going to be such a huge song for fans to sing, like Jericho's Judas. That's that's going to be like a, a, a crowd favorite. I love the song. Apparently, he used it in the Indies. Yeah, that he was using that in Indies, and then of course, you know, his dad Luke Perry was like a big '80s icon, so it's like, all right, cool. But it's just like I I, I heard it, like I was watching. I think like I think I was watching AW or something like a clip, and I heard it. And I'm just like I'm just like that's it. I'm marking out. <laughs> I'm marking out. He's coming out to an 80s song that I jam out in my car. Oh, God, I'm showing my age now. Uh, <laughs> it's, a great, it's a great song, man. It's a great song. Yeah, it, it's a great song. It's it's an, And I was telling my fiance, she goes, you know this song? She goes, no, I'm like, I... <laughs> oh, man. I'm like, just getting on top of it, man. Like, they're just, it seems like also, like, you know the old saying, another man's trash is another man's treasure? Mm-hmm. So, like, you're looking at guys like FTR, where they were okay in the WB, tag titles, whatever. NXT, they, NXT was the best. NXT, yeah. They leave that company, go to show up on AEW one day, and they're dominating. And they, and, and they, have, and they have a tag team icon specialist in their corner, Tully Blanchard. What, like, I, love, <laughs> what I love about FTR, um, especially when they align themselves with Tully and properly turn heel – was that when Tully 
is there and FTR cutting a promo, it doesn't feel like Tully's cutting a promo for them. Tully's cutting the promo with them. He's a part of the team. He may be not like in ring be part of the team, but he's a part of the group. He's, he's made FTR feel even more special. Um, I guess going into that, like I, I, the segment with FTR and, uh, and you know, them pretty much kidnapping Marco stunt. Um, I, I love Jim Ross's reaction. Like, Oh boy, would you look at that there? Kind of like, 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 oh, oh no, not really giving a shit about uh, Marco Stunt being captured. Like, you know that meme where it's, it's from some British show where the guy goes, oh no. Anyway, like that's how Jim Ross reacted to Marco Stunt being kidnapped like, on on live like, television. Like, um, excuse me, did somebody lose their kid? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, I guess moving on with uh, some other things with uh, yeah. AEW. Um, the big story, and we talked we talked on it briefly last time. Let's really get into it. Um, the the inner circle storyline, which is one of my favorite stories going uh, happening at the moment. Uh, we saw that AEW uh, had the battle royal to determine who would face uh, the Young Bucks Revolution. If the Bucks won the battle royal like they did last year, um, they would go into Revolution. The caveat being this: they're the tag champions now, so they would have chosen their opponents. That didn't happen. MJF and Chris Jericho won the Battle Royal, and we saw a lot of uh, inner turmoil with the inner circle. You know, Sammy Guevara and Chris Jericho, and I think it was uh, one of the guys from the Acclaimed. I can't remember who it was. And one of the guys from Top Flight. They were the last, like, four in the ring. As Jericho was eliminating one of the guys, uh, he inadvertently eliminated Sammy Guevara and they won the match and MJF and Sammy MJF and Jericho are going on and Sammy's pissed. You see MJF and, and Chris Jericho come down. They're celebrating. Yeah, we did it. We're going a revolution. We did it. And Sammy's like, yeah, we did it. Okay. I'm tired of this shit. And Chris Jericho goes after him. Then behind closed doors, he's like, all right, well, I think it's time for us to have a conversation. Jericho speaks with Santana and Ortiz, Jake Hager, and, yeah, that's it, because that's the only other guys in the room. And Wardlow closes the door. They've been saying for a while, MJF has been planting the seeds of if this was my group or this is my group. Yeah. Where do you think this is going, Sandy? What's What do you think is going to happen with the inner circle, uh, Sammy Guevara, Chris Jericho? What do you think is next in uh, in uh, however long time? I know. I know, I think little by little, I think they were starting to kind of plant a seed for Sammy Guevara to go solo. Mm-hmm. But I feel like this is what's going to happen. I feel like somehow in some way, uh, you know, Ortiz, Santana, Hager, Wardlow, they're going to basically turn on Jericho and say that he's the old fossil, like old yeller, and they got to take him in the back and put him out of his misery. And that MJF is the, you know... The young blood that's gonna, you know, take the inner circle to the new level, and Jericho just basically an old hag, basically that needs to hang his boots up and stuff like that. I don't personally think that. Honestly, I think Jericho let him wrestle till he's you know six feet in the ground. Honestly, the guy's I mean, still he might great. Need to kinda, he might need he might need to kind of lose a little bit of weight, but you know whatever. He's actually been looking a lot better. <laughs> like he put a picture on Instagram where like he's get he's he's starting to lose the fat and he's starting to get some abs. I'm like, good for you, Jericho. Good for you. You're looking good. You know, Guevara, I think, is going to start going solo. Uh, at some point in time, I think, basically, they're going to turn on Jericho and just kick him out, you know, take him, like, old Yeller style, you know? 
It'd be good. I, I think with originally back in the summer, I kind of thought that maybe we were going to get Sammy as the big breakout babyface, and he would feud. And this is before MJF was in the picture of the inner circle. That he would feud with Jericho, with Jericho as the heel and Sammy as his big, this new babyface star. But now, I'm not sure what to expect. I'm sure maybe the maybe, with, maybe with, I, I thought I thought MJF was going to start his own stable, but instead he ended up joining the inner circle. Yeah, because it made you think. Well, how, where who is MJF? Because he said like with with Stephen Moxley. Or after Stupid Moxley is like I need my. It's clear that I need my own faction. That's 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 where anybody goes these days. And for him being the smartest guy, kayfabe, and just probably in general in that roster, what's better? Why not join the biggest heel faction in the entire company and take it over from within instead of forming a brand new so, faction? Yeah, I I would have. I mean, I would have actually started a brand new faction because then there were guys like MJF, FTR. You know Sean Spears, and kind of formed like a a four horseman like four horsemen type of thing. I feel I've heard that's and that's also been rumored for like Cody for the longest time, where Cody was going to turn heel and FTR and Sean Spears or or whoever was going to join this this new faction of his. But I think where things are going to be going with the inner circle is that I think Sammy will be kicked out or whatever. Jericho might be conflicted. And then move on, and then Jericho kind of gets kicked out. But the way I see things going, because Jericho was the only one who went after Sammy. Jericho still cares about Sammy. Sammy's like hit, like that's the guy he wants to get over, and MJF too, because he originally said he Jericho. Didn't, he, Jericho basically, when they were putting AEW together and stuff like that, Jericho told you know uh, Cody and and the Bucks and uh, and all them like you know check out this guy Sammy Guevara because Sammy Guevara yep. was. Mostly known in AAA, which he was, of course, the AAA Cruiserweight champion there. He was all throughout the indies and stuff like that. And Jericho basically, you know, found him and says, hey, listen, we got to sign this kid. And they did. Yeah. So, you know. I mean, originally he wanted MJF in the inner circle, but Cody wanted to do his stuff with MJF. Um, but now he's got both of them, Guevara and MJF. And that's a feud you can do for years and years. You know, MJF has the as the heel and Guevara as the baby face. I think where I see this going ultimately is that they're probably going to kick both Guevara and Jericho out, and it'll be less sex gods versus inner circle. I mean, cool. I, I, I think that Jericho and MJF will probably win the tag titles first. I do think that's going to happen. Yeah. I, th I think they're going to win the I tag think that's titles. What, I, yeah, they're going to win the tag belts, and that's going to cause more animosity and friction within the inner circle because Santana and Ortiz have been trying to win tag team gold since they – since they developed the tag team titles in the company. I mean, they were the tag so, team of the group. Exactly. Well, not anymore. Mm-hmm. So. Which kind of made, yeah. so, made me think, like, what does it matter who the actual quote-unquote tag team was? Even though that match was really cool with all the Inner Circle guys going after each other. Because Dark Order does the same thing with Stu Grayson and uh, Evil Uno and Alex Reynolds and John Silver. They have two sets of tag teams. You know, I don't get why you can't just, can't just use the free bird rule. I mean, that's that's my answer to it. That's, just, what, that's what that's what I thought. But you know what? That's 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 another thing. But it is I guess it is. I guess they don't want to do it, or or I don't know if that's a, because Michael Hayes is in WWE. They want they want to. I, I I have no idea. I digress. Anyway, 
that's where I see things going. We'll, we'll probably get this maybe at like maybe all out. I'd say really, really drag this out to all out to to get this story probably, going. I would probably all out would be you know the perfect time for it. You know, Jericho and MJF could drop the tag titles to. Maybe, maybe they could even they could drop them to Santana and Ortiz, and that's when the turn happens. You know, they could go or, after or, or Jericho and MJF basically defend the titles against. Um, uh, let's say you know, um, I don't know. I'm thinking of a t- maybe private party or some other tag team. You know, but mm-hmm. Santana and Ortiz basically cost them the belt out of animosity. They could maybe really try and get the dissension of the inner circle going on and make you try and think that, oh, maybe MJF isn't doing that, and then it's a big old swerve, and that's what MJF wanted Santana and Ortiz to do, is to cost them the tag title belts, to make, to kind of just throw Jericho's trust in, in them and trust more into MJF. But overall, this is going to lead, it's going to lead to a big blow-off match. Inner Circle versus yeah. the Sex Hot, just like something. Maybe it's MJF and Wardlow versus Jericho and Guevara, or MJF and whatever it may be. But MJF has to be involved. See what happens. Yeah, I mean it's it's probably other than the Omega stuff, it's probably my favorite stuff story wise going on with with AEW. Um, you know, Hangman Page is kind of trying to find himself at the moment with Matt Hardy definitely wanting something from him. Big Money Matt being a big money dickhead. You know, Hangman did all the work in the tag match, then he just <laughs> takes the pinfall victory. Um, and then the other thing that happened was uh, the wedding of Penelope Ford and Kip Sabian. This was their actual wedding. I didn't find it out till the day of this recording that we're doing that they actually got married on Dynamite. So that's very nice of them. Congratulations to the new married so, couple. Because, be- yeah, because unfortunately, because the pandemic's only that, they had to kind of. Uh, you know, they, they really wanted their families there, but you know, uh, I think uh, Kip Saban went on social media and said that you know what, at least my family will watch it. It's a virtual wedding, but the fact that they did it at a, at a wrestling event is is pretty cool. And of course, you know, Miro uh, was the the best man and stuff like that. And apparently, he really likes that outfit. I mean, the guy is a good really, looking guy. He can just he can pull off anything. <laughs> I guess he decided to take out the his same uh, suit that he wore when he when they were doing the wedding in the uh, WWE. I guess I, I loved Miro in this. I mean, overall, this segment wasn't like oh my god, I loved it. But I loved Miro in this. He's like hold hold when the when the minister's like hold on is if if there's anyone who uh, you know you know the line speak now forever. He's like yeah, nope. no 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 no. I've been a part of these way too many of these things to know that every time someone says that that goes wrong. So. Moving on. <laughs> like, that's funny. That's smart. James Mitchell is the, is the minister. Yeah. I was trying to... At first, I thought that was Perry Saturn. I'm like, is that Perry Saturn? <laughs> Dude, if you look at Perry Saturn now, man, you will oh, not my God. recognize him. No, I because I remembered. I'm like, no, that's not Perry Saturn because Perry Saturn has, like, tattoos all over his face now. Perry Saturn's nuts. Yeah. Tattoo on his face and stuff like that. It's just insane. I remember he made a, a small stint in Impact Wrestling for a little bit, mm-hmm. but 
but yeah, no, that, that that wedding was interesting. It was intriguing, and funny thing actually, I've actually met Penelope Ford in person. And how is she in person? <laughs> she is actually a sweetheart in person. Uh, this was actually, um, I want to say, a year and a half ago. Okay. A year and a half, maybe two years ago. Um, uh, I I was a part of a, a GTS, Get Grimm's Toy Show Wrestling, which shout out to Grimm and all of them. What's up, Grimm? And she, she actually made an appearance on the GTS wrestling show. Uh, it was at the time there was a storyline where James Ellsworth was also a part of it. And he was he basically had like the inter, intergender championship. I remember so that. He defended it against women. So Penelope, uh, Penelope Ford made an appearance. And talking to her, she was a, a sweetheart. Uh, before the taping, we would, you know, kind of just, you know, the, the guys would just basically, you know, like work the matches, whatever. And then, you know, but if you get there at a decent time, you would basically kind of train a little bit. I was running the ropes and just kind of working stuff. And she gave me some pointers, you know. And I, honestly, at that time, I didn't care if you were a female wrestler, a male wrestler. Any pointer you could give me was great. So I'm running the ropes. And she's telling me, like, you know, when I was running the ropes, I was, like, kind of, like, swinging my legs up. As uh, you're not supposed to do that. They call it, like, who was it? I think one of the guys called it the John Cena method. Because when John Cena would run the ropes, he would like, he would have both his feet up in the air, like you know, swinging them. And she kind of gave me pointers about that. And it was funny. There was a time where, um, before we started doing tapings, uh, she was like, she took her phone out. She was like, all right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. It was um, at that taping, it was uh, Jimmy Rave was there, James Ellsworth, and um, uh, some other some other indie guys, and they were basically running the ropes for 60 seconds now you think 60 seconds is not a lot no it's not it's it's a minute quick quick but when you're in the ring and you're running from back to forth back to forth back to forth oh my god i imagine it must be well a lot <laughs> um yeah, and I, then I'm... and then penelope was like penelope was like all right let's have some fun i'm like uh what are you talking about she goes you want you run one direction i'll run the other direction I'm like, and she goes, well, crisscross. And if we, if, if we at all, at any point, shoulder touch or anything like that, we're going to have to start over. I'm like, oh my God. And of course my fiance sitting there like kind of, cause she was able to come with me to this taping and mm. stuff like that. And we were just, just like, oh my God, he's going to die. <laughs> but no, it was fun. And then just jokingly, like, I was just like, I was like, yo, like Penelope, give me a chop and she goes all right chops me and stuff like that and she was like chop me i'm like what <laughs> chop me i'm like um she goes it just hit me right here i'm like um <laughs> in my head i'm going like okay really smoking hot girl wants me to chop her and she's a, prof- after she's I a professional that, I her, which you know I, which, what she's a professional she could take it yeah i'm like all right so i chop her and she goes okay that's good and <laughs> After it was done, like one of the guys I was talking to, he was like, he was like, he was like, were you afraid you were gonna hit her in the tip? I'm like, yes. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god. But other than that, it was just, it was a lot of fun. She was, she was a sweetheart to talk to, and I'm glad, you know. And this was at the time that she was with Joey Janela. Oh yeah, I forgot when, they she, was, when she was with, when she was with the bad boy. Which we asked, I was like, hey, why didn't Joey show up? And he and she was like, oh well, he actually had to 
he's making an appearance at an event. I'm like, ah, oh, dang, that would have been cool to meet the, the bad boy. Hmm. But no, Penelope Ford honestly was she, she was a sweetheart, and it's great. I mean, if you, it's awesome when you see people that you know on TV wrestling, and it's like, oh my god! And I look at my phone, I was like, hey, look, see, I met her. And when I tell my friends, like, oh yeah, I, I met Penelope Ford, they're like, oh yeah, right. I'm like, showing the picture. Here it is. <laughs> I mean, I've met Jimmy Rave, I've met uh, James Ellsworth, Gilbert, um, Robbie E. Yeah, he's doing uh, now as Robert Stone in NXT. Robert, Robert. The the only person I can kind of have that kind of like happy for, like I I know this person and they're I've spoken to them and they're wrestling and like is is uh Man of Steel Mike Verno who I've had in this pod a couple times. Uh shout out to you buddy if you're listening. He, he, he uh, made an appearance on uh AEW Dark. He's been wrestling on Dark for like I want to say the past month and a half and I have been happy for him cuz he mo- when we talked last time he said that he's dabbled with AEW Dark and he probably would be doing AEW Dark sometime in the near future. And this was back in November we spoke, and then like end of December, it was his first AEW Dark match was announced, and um, so yeah, uh, it's 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 been cool to see him and and see what he's been doing. I was really excited for his Ricky Starks match. I I had messaged him like, hey buddy, this is this is awesome. I'm happy for you. Um, he's like, oh thanks, man. Um, and Casey Navarro, who I personally know, has been wrestling on AEW Dark. And then a couple of times, actually, um, KTB, also is an individual that I know, and he was wrestling on AW Dark a couple of times, and, I mean, they have yet to sign him also, but it's it's just great. It's great to see, you know, guys like, you know, guys like that, and Sonny Kiss and all of them, like, just it's overall, nice. like... It is nice to see people that you know personally, or just, just, just wrestlers you're fans of, or just indie wrestlers you're fans of, get a proper opportunity at a big company like AEW, whether they're going in there for a payday or they're potentially getting contracts. It's just nice to see, you know, or just, it's, or just to be seen or just to be noticed, you know? Yeah, exactly. And that's why I love AEW so much, giving guys like that a, a proper uh, spot. And so they can, you know, further their careers, you know, cause I'm sure a lot of these guys, they were wanting to get on dark. Uh, like Mike told me, you know, him and his uh, friends slash ta- occasional tag team partner, JT Dunn, you know, Cody had had conversations with them and he was just saying, he's like, you know, they didn't have a spot because they didn't have the TV deal yet, uh, but they wanted to bring them in. And then the pandemic happened. Like they were pretty much, you know, getting ready They're, I would assume getting ready to work something out. And then the pandemic happened. They didn't know what the hell was going to go on after that. But, um, but yeah, it's just great to see people like that. Good people get a good, get an opportunity. Um, I get, we've talked to death about AEW for a while. Um, the big thing that happened over the weekend before this massive snow, actually during this this snowstorm we had up here in the Northeast, uh, was the Royal Rumble, the 2021 Royal Rumble. You know, I was um, I was a little the concerned. Big four pay per views that I look forward to seeing. <laughs> it's just because every time it's the Royal Rumble, which of course they always use the moniker, it's the Road to WrestleMania. But I've always loved the Royal Rumble because it's just. It's just something that it's is just exciting fun. Yeah, like I'm, I'm, all, I'm always a big fan of the Big Four, and I'll tell you right now. Since they, since the whole pandemic, and they've been doing like the shows, in like the Thunderdome, and before it was at the PC and stuff like that. This had to have been like the 
in my opinion, the best event that they've done so far. Best the pandemic. Yeah, best Thunderdome sure for sure. I definitely agree. Um it was just a great Rumble pay per view. You know, one thing I was missing was like the fans as far as like, you know, those really those huge pops you get for when somebody returns. Like Edge last year was massive. Um, I was so happy when Christian came because I've always been a big Christian fan, even though some of my buddies are just like, ah, oh, Christian in the crowd. I'm sitting on the couch. I'm sitting on the couch. My fiance is next to me. And of course, they, you know, she's holding our son hmm. and Christian comes out. I'm like, I'm trying not to scream. I'm like, I'm like, holy fuck. I, I was, she goes, and she, goes, she goes, she goes, who's that? I was like, that's Christian. That's Edge's tag team. And she goes. I think I remember him from a while ago. I was like, yeah, he also, like, under the radar, retired because of injury. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm telling you right now, Edge coming back from an injury that from, like, nine years ago, where I swear to God, that definitely gave people the itch because MVP returned, Christian returned, and now I th- this is nothing but cool. This is nothing but cool. Carlito came back. Yeah. Carly, it sucks he can't do the apple spit spot considering it's, you know, a pandemic. But, you know, yeah, which a lot- actually, I love the fact that basically, uh, what was it? Um, I think did some, uh, somebody tried, did somebody, I can't remember exactly, Carlito, somebody bit his app, the apple in the Battle Royal. I, I, I can't remember. But he, like, it's just, and Carlito looks in tremendous shape. Carlito looks Carlito was awesome. He looks great. Yeah, Carlito basically was. Yeah, he was doing like the indies and, of course, wrestling in his father's promotion, World Wrestling Council, with, of course, Carlos Colon. That's where um, Epico and uh, Primo are there, but they're known as Eddie and Orlando Colon, their real names. Mm-hmm. And yep. him coming back, and he looked in tremendous shape. I'm just like, yo, this is awesome. And, of course, Hurricane came back again and stuff like that, but. I was excited for like, Oh, Christian, Hurricane! Don't. <laughs> Carlito and Christian. I actually met the Hurricane one time. Um, is he as funny in person as he is in, on TV? Oh, he is. And then it was actually at a UWA Elite event. It was called Homecoming. It was in North Brunswick. And Hurricane uh, wrestled a, a friend of mine. And I got to meet the Hurricane. I got to even hold the Hurricane belt. Really? That's cool. That Hurricane Championship. Which, I'm telling you, these belts have so much weight to them. It is ridiculous. Yeah, they're like, heavy, even man. Like the, even, even the replicas. So actually, like, when 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 Graham from GTS basically got his custom belts in, I'm holding them. I'm like, oh, my God, these have some weight. I was like, holy crap. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, no, the Hurricane belt was really great to hold on to. But, no, he, he he's actually really down to earth. But, no, but, like, Carlito coming back and Christian, which I'm like, oh, my God. I, I am so, like... Please tell me this is not a one-off thing. The word, the it's word on not. the street. No, yeah, the, the word on the street is that uh, Christian is signed to a part-time deal with WWE, which which I'm happy for because say what you want about Christian, he he was part of a revolution in the ladder matches and the TLC matches, and his 2011 yep. heel run as World Heavyweight Champion with that, that feud with Randy Orton is his best work. It's incredible and. I was the big thing on the internet after like on Twitter after he had debuted. It's like everyone's like, you know, Christian is still owed an Intercontinental Championship match, which I didn't realize. I was at this Raw in Brooklyn. It was a fatal four way. It was Christian, Dolph Ziggler, I think Alberto Del Rio, and 
somebody else. I can't remember who. And this is back when, like, this is not too long after Ziggler cashed in Money in the Bank, so people still love Ziggler as a babyface, and Christian's a heel. Big E's the IC champion at the time, and Christian wins, Christian wins the Fatal 4-Way. I didn't realize until two days ago, I witnessed, until Sunday, Christian's last in-ring match. Yeah. And people are putting out the internet, even Big E, the picture of when he had his hand out to shake to Christian for the chance, because it was supposed to be a, a, a match on main event, and it just never happened. So, right now, I mean, I want Christian versus Big E at WrestleMania for the IC title. That's what I want to see. So many dream matches that we could possibly have right now with Carlito coming back. I mean, oh, I'm sorry. I, I, I keep going back to Carlito because honestly, truthfully, he was one of my favorite wrestlers back in the day. Can we get Carlito, Carlito, versus, coming... on, Carlito versus Andrade Mania? Can we do that? Please. Oh, my God. That'd be so awesome. That'd be awesome, Carlito versus Andrade. I mean, they're not but doing anything like, with Andrade, but we can dream. Uh, I mean, he's actually, he's, uh, he's still, you know, recovering from an injury. Oh, he got injured? I didn't know that. Yeah, but of course, you know, don't worry about it. You know, Charlotte is taking care of him. Um, <laughs> yeah, is, is she ever taking care Dude, of him? I follow Andrade on uh, on social media, and he recently posted a clip on, on Instagram. Uh, him and Charlotte are basically in the backyard, like cleaning and organizing. And Charlotte throws him like whatever, like leggings, whatever hat. He goes and body slams Charlotte on a pile of boxes, <laughs> and she just yells at him, "Hey, seriously!" But that's, I can't wait for him to that's come awesome. back. That's awesome. I me too. I but, mean, it's, it sucks. Yeah, Vega's gone, but but that'd be cool. I mean, it's great that we're seeing these guys come back. But one thing I did realize when watching the men's rumble was. The 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 men's roster very much feels like very mid-card, unfortunately. You have a lot of great guys in there, but only a handful of them felt like they were at the top. You know, Edge, Christian, Seth Rollins, um, I, I guess Rey Mysterio too, which is crazy to say. Uh, oh, wait, no, Rey Mysterio wasn't in the Rumble, was he? I don't think he was. Um, he was. Oh, he was. He okay, was. Yeah, yeah, Rey Mysterio. Um and that's about it. You know, Brian and Nakamura. Um, I mean, ultimately, we got Edge winning the men's Royal Rumble, and we'll get to the women's Royal Rumble in a little bit. Overall, though, how do you feel about Edge winning the Rumble uh, and going to Mania, potentially facing one of uh, either Drew McIntyre, Finn Balor, or Roman Reigns? I love that they basically... I totally forgot that, you know, I think I mentioned, which we talked about this, but I mentioned that you know, uh, I think Edge was going to be one of my picks. Now, with Edge winning, of course, this basically, I love that they're doing this because it's kind of giving him, like, one last one last good run before he really does hang it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love that they did that. I love that they have Edge winning it, which basically he was number one. Yes, he was. And went the entire way. You know, there were... There were Two people, one which we, one which is Shawn Michaels, the other one we can't talk about anymore because you know he's been erased from the records. Oh, Benoit was um, one. Yeah, Benoit. Benoit was another one. He, uh, I think, it was number one. Yeah, he was number one, and he won the Rumble. Mysterio did it too at number two, which is basically the same spot. You both start at the same time. Yeah. So. So yeah. So basically. You know, Edge winning it, I love it. And 
with the potential of him, you know, now, of course, you know, they'd be like, okay, he could pick any champion. I was actually talking to um, to my buddy Marlon about this, and he was like, he was like, well, you know, I heard uh, Finn Balor uh, wants to face Edge. Yeah, but you know what? I looked up sources, and most likely what's going to go is Edge is going to pick Roman Reigns. Yeah, I, I mean, he teased that. Edge teased that last night at NXT, you know, that he could face Finn Balor, or he could face Pete Dunne, considering, you know, it's going to be Balor versus Dunne, which we'll get to NXT. We'll kind of close things off with TakeOver and how we feel about where it's going. And I guess Mania, too. Um, but then Karrion Cross comes over and says, you're not going to be facing Balor or Bal- uh, or Dunne. You'll be facing me. Um, but that's what the sources are saying, is that Edge is going to pick Roman Reigns. And I see a lot of people kind of complaining. Um, one guy in particular, JD, from uh, off the Off the Script podcast. He has a live stream on, on YouTube. Um, and he kind of went on a rant, being like he couldn't have given it to anybody else. Like Daniel Bryan in particular needed this more than Edge. And I'm like, and, and here's the thing. I would have loved Daniel Bryan to have won the Royal Rumble and faced Roman Reigns because I think da- either Daniel Bryan or Big E, I mean really Big E, should dethrone Roman Reigns. However, you want to make a big deal about Edge going into WrestleMania because all of 2020, he feuded with Randy Orton and it just never seemed to end. Yeah, they had those, you know, that greatest wrestling match ever, which was cool. But honestly, you got to think about this because, okay, right now, Daniel Bryan is saying right now, he, he, he just wants to put people over. And he's Big looking e. to go into part-time wrestler status. Yeah, Big E uh, is willing to... Big E right now is the Intercontinental Champion, so who knows what's going on with that, and what, like, what they're going to do with that. But I have no problem with Edge winning the Rumble. I mean, he won the Rumble, it was, I think, like 2010. Ten years exactly but from when he won it on ten Sunday. Ten years exactly, exactly. So the fact that basically at WrestleMania it's going to be Roman Reigns... In my opinion, Roman Reigns and Drew uh, Roman Reigns and Edge. I'm okay with that. I think that's going to be a great match. Do Do you, you know, see Spear Rome, versus Spear? Do you? Th- well, I'll get to that. In another thing: Spear versus Spear. Do you one? Do you see Edge winning the title? Do you see do. Edge beating you? You do as of right now. I do. I do. I see Edge having one more good world title run before he really does retire. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think he signed like a three-year contract, part-time contract with the company. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't mind it either. I'd like to see Roman versus Edge because Roman is one of those matches where, like, Edge said on the when they had the ENC podcast, him and Christian's podcast, is that he would have loved to, like, he said if he could book like a however many, like a year-long program of how many matches he wanted. He wanted Rollins, Roman, Aleister Black. Um, a few other guys I can't remember, but those are like Roman and Seth were like at top of the list of who he wanted to face. In that, my that, that that would that would be an amazing dream match, Edge versus Seth Rollins. That's my all time Edge dream match, Edge versus Rollins, because they have such similar characteristics when they were heels, or when one is playing the heel. Uh, I I don't see a problem with Roman Reigns versus Edge. I won't even be I won't even be mad about Edge winning the championship. And a lot of fans will be like, oh well, it's just another part timer taking the belt. I'm like, well, you know, it depends on the part timer. All right. The guy came back from an injury that where the doctor said you will never wrestle again. 
Nine nine years later, ten years later, here he is. He's wrestling, and he's going to be in the main event of WrestleMania, or at least the main event of one of the WrestleManias, uh, because Mania is a two night uh, event this year again. I mean, the other. I mean, we could have had Goldberg really? versus. Actually, Roman. I heard that. I heard that they might have WrestleMania be one night. Really, they're they're changing well, their minds. Well, well, yeah. Think about this. Think about this. Um, you know, we. We, I think we briefly talked about this. Um, the WWE Network's going to be no more after March. It's going to be on Peacock now. It is, but I still think... I mean, I haven't seen anything as far as um, that them changing their minds, but I still think it's going to be a two-night event. However... Where we where the mania card goes from here, we don't know. I mean, as as of right now, Edge and Orton, uh, Edge and Orton, Jesus Christ, Edge and Roman is uh, a match that seems to be happening that we will get at WrestleMania. Moving on to the next Royal Rumble winner, that would be Bianca Belair. Now let's just get this out of the way really quickly. Bianca Belair's feet did not touch the floor. They did not. No. That that picture no, everybody keeps sending around Instagram on Twitter. The video that there's a you, you if you go close up on the part where Rhea and Bianca's feet are teetering and about to touch, Bianca's feet are not touching. You think I'm lying? Go on Instagram, go on Twitter, go find it. It's out there. Go on the network, go watch it. It's there. That being said, I think the women's Royal Rumble was better than the men's, and I'll tell you why. The women's Royal Rumble, every just about every woman I saw felt like a big deal. The pr- the plethora, if I said that correctly, probably not, of the WWE's women's roster, from the main roster to NXT, felt so important and felt like such a big deal. Last year's Men's Rumble was to make a star in Drew McIntyre. This year's Women's Rumble made a star out of Rhea Ripley and Bianca Belair. I'm happy Bianca won. I wanted Rhea Ripley to win. Rhea could still have the match with Charlotte. Rhea, would, Rhea, yeah, Rhea was Rhea was my pick. I think actually, um, I don't know what they're gonna do with Rhea Ripley. This was actually Rhea Ripley's call up to the main roster. Yes, because she's. Was, I mean, she's uh, she's done NXT. And, yeah, and she, I think, is gonna be on SmackDown. It should be interesting what they do. But Bianca Belair, I'm, I'm, it was, she did good. I mean, she was very, she definitely deserves it. Which I really hope that they basically put the. Put the belt on her, but then here's the thing though. Same thing like with the men's, Bianca Belair could pick any champion she wants. Yeah, she could. So, I mean, if she wanted to, she could pick Io Shirai. She could pick Asuka at the at the time of this recording. Asuka's the Raw Women's Champion. She could pick Sasha Banks. I mean, that's where I see it going. I think it's gonna be Bianca versus Sasha. And that's like when I saw Bianca Belair for the first time, I'm just like, I want to see her wrestle Sasha Banks because those two would tear it up. I saw something on Twitter a few days ago that the that the respective winners of each Royal Rumble should main event each WrestleMania. And I thought to myself, that's actually a really good idea. Why not? If if Mania continues to be a two-night event, have the winners of the men and women's Royal Rumbles main event night one and two, depending where you want to put it. They both can say, I yeah, main event WrestleMania. No, uh, I, I fully agree with you. And honestly, when Charlotte won last year and she picked Rhea Ripley for the NXT Women's title, it was just like, huh? 
it was uh, a great idea you know. and concept, but that did nothing for anybody. Charlotte didn't put no. anybody over in NXT when she was a champion. Like she lost no. the belt, but but Rhea got pinned for Io Shirai to win it. I mean, exactly. I st- I'm worried that Rhea. Ripley, it's not confirmed as to where Rhea Ripley's going, but I'm worried that she'll go to to SmackDown because I still want that match between her and Charlotte. I hope that her and Bianca eliminating Charlotte isn't like the big oh that's Rhea's redemption. No, Rhea should pin or submit Charlotte in the ring at WrestleMania and get her win back, regardless of if it's for the title or not, which I think it should be. Charlotte should go in as champion, and Rhea should beat her decisively. And get that win back, and now you and and then have Bianca as the new babyface on SmackDown. You've made two new top stars in each brand. It's a no-brainer. But with WWE, they don't do no-brainers, as we both know, Sandy. That's uh, a statement right there. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it, it, the Women's Rumble was another good one, and of course, um, you know, there were of course a lot of. You know, big ones like, of course, Victoria came back, which was. I was really amazing. excited for Victoria. I thought she stopped wrestling. I was genuinely happy to see her there. Yeah, I mean Victoria, and then there was, of course, Tori Wilson. Oh, Jillian Hall! I laughed. I'm like, oh my, oh god. my god! I was like, I hated her as a kid. I hate her so much because she was supposed to be a really a worse version of Britney Spears. As I got older, I realized that's her gimmick. But her and. Billy Kay teaming up together was really good, really funny. Billy Kay was like the star of this rumble as far as comedy goes. She kept trying to uh, team up with somebody. Here's my resume. And then Shayna Baszler punches the the headshot. Tony Storm tries to pretend like she's not there. And then Billy yeah, like and Jilly. Like, she just like looks at her and like, like, yeah, I'm not wasting my time. But Billy Kay was basically like. She was well, great. What I don't like, I mean, here's the thing. Billy Kay. Honestly, she has potential to be great. What they're doing with her with this is so stupid. And then, of course, you know, Peyton Royce is basically, you know, kind of doing well for herself. But, like, what they're doing with her right now with this whole stupid, uh, like, resume thing, I'm like, really? Like, you're making her into a joke. She, I mean, well, here's the thing. The Iconics were, they were great at the comedy. But in my opinion, I think Billy Kay is in a much better position than Peyton Royce is. Because at least Billy Kay is showing up on SmackDown every week, and she's doing, and she's giving this TV time for comedy. I mean, I don't like the fact that all these women's tag teams that they have are almost all makeshift. When so many of them were already in proper tag teams, with the Iconics being one of them, I'm just like, why would you break the? Why would you break them up? They are excellent together. I mean, hell, even. Even Nikki and Brie Bella were Divas champions, and they still got to be a team. Why can't you do that for 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 Peyton and Billy? I, I just I just don't get it. And I'm, I was a big fan of the Iconics. And I still love Peyton Royce and Billy right Kay. Yeah, they're Honestly, great. I'll tell you right now, they were saying, "Oh, we need a women's tag title. We need a women's tag title. We have a women's tag title, but not a lot of women tag teams." And they're always like putting people together, which I did hear. You mentioned Nikki and Brie Bella. I did hear that. They're getting the the itch to maybe, you know, get back in the ring, which I can I, I would love to see the Bella win the tag team titles. That'd be awesome. I mean, for me, I was never really the biggest fan of the Bellas. Um, oh, I love n- them. They're, they're awesome. N- nothing against. I just it was kind of like the John Cena effect. They were there just too much. When they do come, it's like okay, cool. But my biggest match that I want to see them in is the Iconics. It's the Bellas versus the Iconics. That's that's what I want more than anything, and cool. I hope we can still get that one day. 
Hopefully, you know. Um, but we'll just have to wait and see. Um, so who you you thought Rhea Ripley was going to win the Rumble, right? Or did, or did you think Bianca Belair was going to win the Rumble? No, I thought Rhea. Here's the thing: my two choices were either Rhea or Bianca. I thought Rhea Ripley was going to win, and it was funny because we were watching. And I was telling my fiance, I was like, you know, Bianca. And she was like, Oh my god, I don't like her. And she goes, Wait, she's number three. Oh, she's not going to win. <laughs> that's and the, then when she won, I was like, Babe, she won. She goes. Oh, well, I didn't see that coming. That's the thing, though, is like a lot of people online were like, oh, they'll give Bianca the the, the Iron Woman spot and Rhea will win it, or worse, Charlotte will win it. But no, not only did they give her the Iron Woman spot, but they gave her the whole damn Rumble, which is a testament. And I kind of, that was, I was left with, it's either going to be Rhea Ripley or Bianca Belair. I thought, also because they put out that Chronicles thing on Bianca Belair, which I haven't seen, but some of the stories that have come out of it that I've heard, I'm like, yeah, it's probably going to be Bianca, which I'm excited for. I can't wait to see where she goes from here. And the promo she cut afterwards, just just a genuine heartfelt babyface promo. She's, you know, she's crying. She's emotional. She just had the biggest victory of her entire career. And she's going to WrestleMania to fight the fight, the women's champion. You'd be emotional too, especially if you're a baby. I would be. Yeah, exactly. I'd be emotional. And plus, you know, the clip that they put on Instagram, you know, like, you know, Montez Ford was, you know, at the gorilla position. Like, this was his wife. Like, he's watching his, real, his wife, yeah. like, succeed. She's getting the biggest win so, of her career. And, and it's going, the company's going, we have high hopes for you. And we want to put you in the top level program of the women's division. And I'm excited to see where it goes from here. Um, I guess be, mo- it should be intriguing, honestly. I guess moving on to close out some things for the podcast. We have NXT TakeOver Vengeance Day, which I was hoping for NXT TakeOver St. Valentine's Day Massacre. I was hoping for that. But you know what? I saw a meme. I saw a meme. It was like it, it was a clip from Family Family Guy. And it was an elephant and a penguin. There was I think Moses or whatever and mm-hmm. oh, then I think I- the a little creature, whatever, and it's NXT Vengeance Day, and the elephant has the thing of Judgment Day, and um, Vengeance. Vengeance. Uh, no, I'm sorry, Judgment. Uh, no, Vengeance, and the penguin had um, Judgment Day, and the and he goes, he goes, what the hell is this? <laughs> it's it, it literally looks it literally basically they it almost looks like they took two pay per views and just mixed the names together. I NXT guess. Takeover Vengeance Day. I guess they just okay, wanted to I get play it. on words. I get it. It's on Valentine's Day. I get it. They called it Vengeance Day. But, you know. Oh, well. I mean, here's the thing. TakeOver's going to be great, though, because we've already got a few confirmed matches. We've got uh, the NXT North American champion, Johnny Gargano versus Kushida for the title. That's going to be a lot of fun. We're also getting Pete Dunne versus Finn Balor for the NXT championship, which we saw in uh, NXT last night. Um, I'm excited for both these matches. NXT TakeOvers are always going to be fun. Done. Yeah, honestly, anything. Ta- I, I, I've, I'll say this again. I've said it so many times when I, when I talk to my friends. NXT has saved WWE, and oh, the for fact sure. that the, the fact that NXT Takeover Vengeance Day, Finn Balor versus Pete Dunne is going to be a Matt Classic. I can't wait for it. I mean, I've been wanting Pete Dunne to get into the top title few uh, type the title picture for a long time, ever since he's made his way to the, the U S version of NXT. I've been waiting so long. I 
early prediction, I don't think he'll win. I would love for him to win, but I don't think he will. Um, but I cannot wait for that match. I cannot wait for Balor and Dunn to go at it. You know, they have such a, I don't want to say a similar set of styles, but like both styles are unique to both guys. And there goes my phone. <laughs> I have to edit that shit out. Anyway, I mean, Pete Dunn is fantastic. I want him to be the champion. I want him to be NXT champion at some point. But I guess we have to wait and see where this whole story goes with, uh, you know, with Pat McAfee's thing. And McAfee's not on the on the show at the moment. I mean, and I but think... The thing is, what the thing is with Pete Dunn, here's the, here's, uh, here's the thing. Pete Dunn, don't forget, he was also like the longest reigning United Kingdom champion. True, but that's also because they didn't have a television and program to put him on either. That's true. And also, well, here's the thing also. He was defending that belt at Progress. He was defending the belt at ICW. He was defending the UK belt in England. So, um, but Pete Dunn versus Finn Balor is like an international dream match because the two of them... They've been in the same promotions, but I don't, th- I don't think, to my knowledge, they've ever crossed paths. To my knowledge, that, you know, I don't Pete think Dunn's they. The, yeah, I don't think they the have. The fact that Pete Dunne's got that British strong style, Finn Balor and stuff like he's known for, you know, all that. But it's like, uh, it, it, I'm telling you, it's going to be a mad classic. I can't like, wait. That's one that's of those the match where you I'm looking forward to that the most. Seat. I'm looking forward to that the most coming up at Takeover. Yeah. Gargano and Kushida, that's going to be a good match. But I feel like in some way it's going to be... I don't think Gargano's going to drop the belt. I don't think so either, because Gargano's doing some of his best work. I mean, he will always be the best as a babyface chasing for the the championship or the underdog. That that will always be his best work. But I'm loving the stuff he's doing with... Now he's got his own faction. You can't... Off the theory and... Yeah, Indy Hartwell and Candice... But you kind of want Gargano to be a babyface in this situation. Because a babyface Gargano versus a babyface Kushida would be an amazing match. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, heel, heel Gargano is great. Don't get me wrong. But I, uh-huh. it, just, it just would have been nice to see him as a babyface. And I guess we're going to get, if it's not going to happen on TV at the pay-per-view, uh, Thatcher and Champa versus Grizzle Young Vets for the Dusty Tag, team, uh, tag Classic. I think um, I, I got to look at the the brackets, but I think because I think what's going to happen is at NXT TakeOver Vengeance Day, they're going to have the finals of the women's Dusty Classic and the men's. That'd be good. I've been behind in the, the women's tag team classic. I really don't know who the favorites are going to be. I want to say... I don't know either. I, 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 it's going to be probably Indy Harwell. I would say Candice and Indy Hartwell, um, but I, I don't even know if they've been eliminated. I don't. I don't think they have, but, but we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, I'm also behind on that stuff. But then also they're doing the matches on 205 Live, which is cool. I mean, that's, um, that's a nice way to try and entice people to 205 Live because I I've never watched 205 Live a day in my life. I was like, oh, this is cool, 205 Live, you know, because they had the cruiserweights. Now it's like, well. It, it kind of died out a little bit, and then they're now they're just kind of like, oh well, we're doing it after you know SmackDown on on uh, on on, on um, the network and stuff like that. And it's like, okay, cool, but you know, like, but you're the the, 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 the you don't have the cruiserweight title anymore. 
Mm-hmm. It's just basically a show for, to showcase 205 Live. But then technically, why are you calling it no, 205 Live anymore? Nobody like, wants to. Call it something different. Call, call, just, it, call it Velocity. Just get, just get, yeah, just get rid of it or something. I don't know. Just get rid Cause, of it. Because there's, there's too many. There's too many. Because main event is on, yeah. and no one gives a shit about that either. Yeah. But I think, if I'm not mistaken, I don't know if that happened Wednesday or if it's happening this Wednesday. I think it was uh, Adam Cole and Roderick Strong versus Thatcher and Champa. It happened. It happened. Like, Ch- Champa, it happened. And Thatcher, and- Champa and Thatcher won. Okay, so I, I, I told you before when we tried to tape the other podcast episode that my pick for the Dusty Classic is going to be Thatcher and Ciampa. We, like, NXT's going to have their own little version of the bar because remember when they had Sheamus and Cesaro, they were fighting each other, fighting mm-hmm. each other, and then, hey, look, they became a tag team and they dominated the tag team division. I like I think- that story, too. I like the two guys who beat the shit out of each other can find a common ground and respect each other and work together to be both, you know, twice as deadly. That right there would be an amazing match. It would be Tommaso Ciampa and Timothy Thatcher challenging um, Oni Lorcan and Danny Burch for the tag title. That's another match that's going to be such a hard-hitting match classic. All four of those guys just, you'll either get hit really fucking hard or you're going to get stretched depending on who the guy is like like Lorcan's a little bit of both Birch is a little bit of both like actually it's all of them all of them hit you really it's, it's hard and and they all stretch you out really bad it's yeah. all four of these guys that's a match I really want to see that's going to be a lot of fun um, I guess we've been kind of going a little over hour with this one but let's close out with this Sandy what we're we're close to WrestleMania, only a few months out. I know we talked about it a few minutes ago, but if you could book three big matches for this year's WrestleMania, which what would you book? What wrestlers would you put together? Okay, so let me see. We talked about Edge and Roman Reigns. That'd be you, a good one. Okay. Um, one. All right. Edge versus Roman Reigns. I would do. Drew McIntyre defend the WWE Championship against Sheamus and Jinder Mahal. Jinder Mahal? Yeah, there. Uh, Jinder has gone on record and said that he would like to face uh, Drew McIntyre for the title. I mean, and, me, me personally. And, and we did have a little taste of it when the network did that uh, superstar spectacle on uh, India, Indians, India's uh, Republic Day. I don't know, man. They, you they you, were, you gotta you gotta build gender up. You can't just throw him in there because I'm afraid that would just be the same thing they did last time. You gotta build gender up to be a credible uh, guy to face Drew. I don't see that. Sheamus, I can see happening, but I can't see Drew. I mean, I can't see gender. Yeah, you know, if not, then it looks like they're kind of sprinkling uh, Sheamus versus uh, Drew McIntyre. Either it could be for WrestleMania or for um, or for um, I see that happening the, at Fastlane. Yeah, see, I see it happening at Fastlane, um, but, but I also see that also like being like like Sheamus and Drew's like third or fourth match in the feud, being at Mania, which really it should be their yeah. first. So yeah, so Edge versus Roman Reigns, which would be a great great match, and. You know, uh, Drew McIntyre versus Sheamus. And I would like to see this, and I think it'd be a great match. 
for the Intercontinental Championship. I'm a I'm a big fan of like multi man matches. I would like to see Big E defend the Intercontinental Championship against Apollo Cruz, Carlito, and Christian. Nice little fatal four way there. Or better yet, do uh do one of the do like what they did uh the one year, uh do the the ladder match. Do a, a six-man ladder match, which it would be get Ricoch- Apollo Crews. Get Ricochet in there. I don't care if he's on Raw. Just get Ricochet yeah. in a ladder match. Uh, you know, Apollo Crews, Christian, Carlito, Ricochet. Hell, put Dominic in there. Why not, right? He's he's doing pretty good. Sure. And then uh, um, Damian Priest. Damian Priest is on Raw, but but who cares? He's been – that's something I wanted to mention too. Priest is getting – a full endorsement. He's be, he he looked like a star of the Rumble, and they're putting him with and they're at least for now they're lining him with Bad Bunny, who is a mega star outside WWE. So plops a priest. I'm a big fan of his. Um, for me, I would agree. I I don't mind seeing Roman and Edge. I do Roman and Edge. Um, I've said how you know Charlotte versus Rhea for the Raw Women's Championship. I've I've said. Christian versus Big E. But a match that we've never seen, and this may blow your mind and people listening to this, a match that we have never seen on pay-per-view. These two guys have never had a singles match on pay-per-view. They've had single matches on TV before, but never on pay-per-view. And that would be Daniel Bryan versus Seth Rollins. These guys tore it up in house shows when Rollins was still in the Shield and on Monday Night Raw and SmackDowns, but we've never seen Bryan versus Rollins on a pay-per-view. Having their first pay-per-view singles match at WrestleMania would be a show-stealer. Keep Rollins as a heel, because he's doing some of his best work as the the Monday Night Messiah, I guess, I guess now Friday Night Messiah, uh, or the Savior of Friday Nights, whatever they're calling him. Brian, you know, just being full-blown babyface. Yes, Daniel Bryan. Both guys are at the I I wouldn't I don't want to say the top, but like they're seasoned veterans at this point and they would just steal the show at Mania this year. That's what I would love that'd to see. Ma- that'd be a that'd be a good match, man. That'd be a good match. But um yeah, dude. Damn, I didn't, I didn't think about that. Rollins and Daniel Bryan one-on-one. That'd be a good one. Because I was trying to think of, like, because Rollins is back and Brian didn't win the Rumble, I'm trying to think, well, where do you put them? And then I thought, why not just put them together? They're two of the best in the world, and they're two of the best on on SmackDown and WWE in general. But I like your matches. I, I, I've i enjo- thoroughly enjoyed this episode catching up with you, Sandy. And this one yeah, will definitely, definitely man, honestly. And this one will definitely be out, I promise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Anyway, but we'll close things up here. Um, is there anything you want to let people know, Sandy, what you're doing, Any anything, or just uh, what, what would you like to say to close out this podcast? Oh, it, uh, this this was great. I mean, uh, you know, definitely uh, definitely want to, uh, in, in the future, definitely jump on some more. But uh, you're always no, welcome. I mean, if, you're, if, you're, if your viewers want to wanna follow me, uh, my Instagram is at SFP underscore 85. And um, I think uh, it's the same thing on Twitter. I cannot remember. I barely use Twitter, but yeah, definitely. And um, no, honestly, it's uh, it's just 
wrestling is the trying to be enjoyable even throughout this pandemic. But no, it's been it's been great catching up. It's been great uh, doing a little bit of discussion of uh, the good old wrestling. <laughs> and uh, yeah, man, thank you for having me. Of course, anytime. You're always, always welcome. Anyway, guys, thank you so awesome. much for listening to this episode of the Not Another Wrestling Podcast. Please be sure that you're following us at TNAWP uh, on Twitter, the Not Another Wrestling Podcast on Instagram. Like us on Facebook, the Not Another Wrestling Podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at CJ underscore 1214. Follow me on Instagram at CJ underscore 1293. Thank you guys so much for listening. Please be sure those polls up on Twitter are still up of who you think Big E should face at WrestleMania. Currently, we got 80% uh, votes for Christian, 20% for Apollo Crews, zero for Brian Rollins. You guys know you want Brian versus Rollins at Mania, right? Uh, who you got for who would you like to see Seth Rollins face WrestleMania? 58% say Brian, 8 say Big E, 17 as a tie for Cesaro and Roman Reigns. Who you want to face Edge at WrestleMania? Drew McIntyre, Roman Reigns, or Finn Balor? All these polls are still open for about another day or two. So go on TNAWP, vote for those polls. Also be sure, please, please be listening to us on any of your podcast apps, uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Anchor.fm, wherever you find your audio podcast. Give us a like, a review. Tell your friends about it. Let them all know about it. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of the Not Another Wrestling Podcast. I've been CJ Palmasano for my friend Sandy. We will see you all next time.